Welcome to the Voice of Retail. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. In this special format bonus episode, I'm in Montreal meeting Katja Laviolette, Chief People Officer at Essence. Katja leads a growing team of HR operations, talent attraction, talent management, and real estate experts to shape and enhance people-focused programs at Essence. Catcher holds over 25 years of senior leadership experience in human resources and is a speaker at the RCC Retail HR Conference coming up March 25th. I ask her for two starts, one stop, based on what she has learned and experienced over the past year of the COVID era. Let's listen in now. Katya, welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Michael. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to uh, hosting and, and seeing you on the virtual stage for Retail Council of Canada's HR Forum coming up uh, March 25th. But uh, let's jump right in and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. We could spend 15 minutes looking at your uh, your great career alone, like names and stuff you've done and you know, take us through a, a snapshot of that and let's start there. Sure. Well, uh, I currently head up the human resources function for Essence, uh, really in the, I would call it the e-tailer space. And um, I basically um, have had my entire career has been in the human resources function, mainly uh, until I got into Essence, mainly in in large publicly traded companies, I would call them blue chip companies. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years ago, I joined Essence, which is a private company headed out of Montreal, uh, co-founded by three brothers. We're over a thousand employees now, and we are really in the luxury fashion retail space. Uh, We are growing immensely, double-digit growth, and we basically serve over 150 countries. Our core of our business uh, is e-commerce. We're in the luxury fashion streetwear, I call it avant-garde labels, and Mm -hmm. we most recently moved into... um, what we call the everything else category, which is self-care, technology, and uh, basically different activities. So take care of the human resources function for this, uh, this technological scale-up business. And really excited to talk uh, the retail council about, you know, how are we managing in, in today's, uh, today's market. Give me a bit of a sense, though. It's not unusual for retailers to have big employee numbers, of course, well, more likely when they have stores. So a thousand people in a dot com, so to speak, or a pure play. What is that a lot on the, do you do your own fulfillment? And is that a lot on the technology and the merchandising side? Like, how does that break down? Give me a, give me a yeah, sense of that. Great question. So we basically, um, and actually a, th- a thousand is what I call our stable workforce. And we have two mm. sales a year, spring, summer, fall, winter, where we ramp up anywhere from 800 to a thousand employees in our distribution and fulfillment operations. So the core of our business is a permanent base um, of a thousand and growing, and it's really a technology play. So obviously we have all our functions, which are, are critical to our operations, uh, but in terms of scaling this business, we are what I would call a um, an e-commerce version. And we build uh, what is very, very critical to our business is we have a tech stack. We don't buy the technology, we build. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very um, complex. And we obviously have a lot of interfaces with um, internationalization and so forth. So a large mm-hmm. component of our business is around studio employees, tech employees, buying sure, and merchandising, sure. and, and obviously all the other functions that that, that make up the entire uh, chain of business. All right. Well, listen, so in this format, it's kind of short form format, give you, giving folks a sense of, of what you'll be talking about on the stage. But let's let's jump in with the two starts 
and one stop. So the two starts based on your observations over the past year, who knows, maybe based on, on your career moving into retail, that's a big shift for you, right? You've been in media, yes. you moved into retail, that's, that's got to be a thing for you. And congratulations on moving in in one of the most interesting times in the history of retail. Um, what are your two, two starts that you would advise the listeners to, to think about? Well, I was thinking about this and, and, um, it's really, it really has an, an overlay of COVID as well because we, we have, uh, we have been in a crisis situation for, for the last year. I think we're, we're now kind of into, we hope looking forward to the, the light at the end of the tunnel and the post pandemic. Yeah. But yeah. a couple of things that I have really done some self reflection on because when we started, um, down this road for us, it was in February, we started to prepare for this, onslaught of this pandemic and i've managed a few crises in my career uh this one i kind of is analogous to i thought okay well is it like a sprint is it like a 5k 10k and now it has become the the analogy of the ultra marathon so you need to be resilient you need to learn to pivot so one thing around starting was the fact that when I've typically managed crises in the past, it's being very directive for short periods of time. This is not um, the same thing. So what I did learn very early on was, yes, you need to have a very strong leadership and direction, but you need to listen to your people and you need to be able to Mm. pivot and have the humility to say, oh, really that perhaps was not, or is that's not going to be the right choice or was not the right choice. Let's course correct. So that would be one start. Best decision made with the information known at the time kind of scenario, right? Exactly. And we see this all over the world. We see what's happening. I mean, we are, Mm -hmm. we are changing as we're going. So you can't, you can't just say, well, we've made that decision and stick with it. You have to continuously pivot. uh, And I believe that's here to stay for the future. and, And it's not something that is just COVID related. It's, it's what we're seeing in the market. Well, a, a couple of things, you know, it, it's interesting. In uh, 2020, we talked a lot about it was the year to keep employees physically safe, right? Get all that COVID stuff down, whether in the warehouse or wherever the workplace. But 2021 was a focus, and I think will be a focus on mental health in oh, the workplace. Would you, would you agree on that? Completely, completely. Mm-hmm. So our first uh, part of the year was really around ensuring that we had the best in class safety measures for our on-site employees and, and yeah. a number of our other employees who went home. And we did uh, put in a number of wellness initiatives. And now we're actually turning our, our, our efforts to integrating wellness because it's not just an issue at Essence, it's a societal issue. And yeah, it's, yeah. it is a, we call it an Essence, what are our needle movers? And we have four main um, strategic priorities in the people function. And one of those is wellness for 2021 and beyond. So that would be my first start. My second start would be um, data mixed with intuition and instinct. So we are a very data-driven company. We we are co-founded by two engineers and one um, uh, business leader, uh, and we use a lot of data. And we 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 analyze. We're obviously looking at um, artificial intelligence and and analytics constantly in terms of our business and and what are what kind of inventory are we going to offer uh, to our mm. consumers. But what that transcends in the people function is data is really important too in terms of how we're running our people strategy. However, one start is data can't just be the end of everything. You actually have to overlay some heart to it, some empathy to it, 
um, and some of your intuition that needs to play out just in terms of experience from the past. Um, so I think it's kind of a good recipe for the future because what we're doing in this day and age is we are in new territory. Um, and again, it's a bit about pivoting. So the second start would be data is, is critical, but data and then having some good common sense on how to interpret that data and what to move forward with. Well, I think it's such a relevant point because, and, and from your perspective, I've talked to a lot of uh, retailers who say, listen, I, my data doesn't make sense anymore. And, and for a, a group of data analysts steeped in looking at prediction models based on past behaviors, what behaviors are we going to base this on? Now <laughs> the behaviors are, yes. know, behaviors are so unusual. So that takes a different type of person, right? That takes a more, as you say, someone uh, who is a little more perhaps fluid with their interpretation rather than just looking at the data. Uh, that's a real, uh, I'm sure that's a real uh, challenge to find that right fit, right? That right person who's, who's both steeped in the, in the data and also the, the judgment around the data, right? It is, but I think it's also something that we all need to develop um, as leaders, no matter what function you're in, because I, I, I think that when you come back to your point, Michael, on mental health, mental health is, is soft. It's, yes, there's data to it, but it's also about empathy, listening, identifying signs, and so forth. So you Experience, have to, yeah. yeah, you have to combine those two. Yeah, so, so interesting. I think I think that the retailer of the future is, is a lot more agile. I think you used that word before. In other words, in a world where we can't predict the future, clearly, uh, we need to build organizations that have that muscle memory to be nimble versus that, you know, that, that muscle memory that many retailers develop to be just relentlessly efficient and, and, you know, just knock it out, you know, two, three year plans. Now you've just like two, three week plans some days, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I think you need to have the ambition for the future and, and it's actually a mix of both strategic and operational. Oh, well said. Well said. All right. Two great ones. And then I would say for stop, um, Actually, it's actually what you said. We should not assume the past will predict the future. And I think our last year uh, has actually been very telling in this regard. So we need to be open to change. Uh, we need to be able to not just take what we've done in the past and say, we're just going to apply it um, you know, point blank, like we, like we would may, might have done in the past. So it's really dissecting into, into different pieces, you know, what is our journey? What is our experience? What have we gained? And then looking to the future and putting all that together to be able to build a strategy um, as we move forward. So I think exactly that, like we for me, it's around when I first got into this, I was like, okay, well, what have we done in the past? Mm. All that informs us, yeah. but it's not the, it's not the measure for success. We need to be creative, innovative. We need to continue to drive and so forth. So the one stop would be assuming the past will not predict the future. Well, uh, coming up very shortly, actually, March 25th, you'll be on the virtual stage. What are you going to be talking about? What are you going to be doing at the Retail Council of Canada's HR Forum? Yes, on March 25th, we have a panel uh, with um, with other HR colleagues. So I'm excited to be on the panel uh, with my other colleagues. And really, the theme is around recruitment, challenging challenges and changing priorities, which is so relevant for Essence. Uh, we're going to be uh, addressing um, the talent pool, which has been extremely competitive. I I've never seen the market. Mm. We have two extremes. We have very competitive and then we have very unfortunately not competitive at all. I've never seen anything where there's nothing in the middle. 
Um, and, and part of this theme is how do you continue, especially in the e-commerce world, um, to compete for talent. So for us, we are a Montreal-based employer. We've been in business for 18 years. We've relied heavily on talent in Montreal. We've relied heavily on tech talent. We need to move out of of Montreal into the remote world, and we're doing that. We're going international and so forth. And COVID has been a um, precursor to that to actually uh, accelerate our, our expansion and really accelerate our, our talent pools and how to manage. Um, we will not go back to the office in the same format we left uh, in mid-March. So all that uh, we're talking about on March 25th um, uh, in terms of what are the challenges, but what are we doing to address those challenges in terms of ensuring that we have the right talent in place to be able to uh, manage this growth. Well, fantastic. It sounds like a great session. I'm the MC for the event, so you and I will speak again. I'll have the pleasure of introducing you uh, and chatting briefly with you uh, on the 25th. But until then, thanks again for joining us on The Voice of Retail. It's great to uh, meet and chat a bit, and I wish you continued success and, and look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Wonderful. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Voice of Retail. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the latest episodes, industry news, and insights. If you enjoy this episode, please consider consider leaving a rating and review as it really helps us grow so we can continue to get amazing guests onto the show. If you are a retail HR professional, you don't want to miss the RCC Retail Human Resources Forum, March 25th. Learn more and register at www.rcchrconference.ca or retailcouncil.org. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, president of Emmy LeBlanc Company, Inc. And if you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn visit my website at emileblanc.co. Until next time, stay safe and have a great week.